step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Yeah.
especially I feel bad for those uh, those Knicks fans who kind of cross over with the Mets and, uh, you know, Jets fans in there too. It's been ugly for New York sports, really. And I know, you know, I, I often look at sports from a New York, Philly, Boston, kind of throwing Washington, D.C. in there. And, you know, Nationals have their t- championship. Eagles won a uh, Super Bowl. I mean, you know, the Giants had theirs. That was a while ago now. And uh, then Boston, I mean, who knows what's up in the water up in Boston. So, uh, yeah, I don't even count them, really. But uh, it's been it's been bleak, man, for the city of New York. And, and it's weird, Barry. I think, I mean, if, if, if you go, you know, I was going to pick a random city in, in Europe. Let's go with London, right? If you go to London and you say, hey, what's the team that plays basketball in New York? Even with the recent success, of the Nets, I think the answer is going to be the Knicks, right? I mean, am I wrong? The, the Knicks, it's still, even with the Yankees' success the last 20, 60 years, whatever, it still feels like a Knicks town, right? Yeah, of course. It is a Knicks town. I mean, even with everything going on with, uh, you know, Ben Simmons and the Nets, I mean, honestly, it's it's all about um, the Knicks and how, how brutal they've been. So, um, yeah, it's always going to be a Knicks town. Oh, it's it's unbelievable. Even you know who, what was it? Even uh, after the the game last night, uh, Durant posted a tweet that said, "Boy, it sounded real you know real loud in the Barclay." And then and they said, "Oh, like referring to uh, that the game was at MSG, but it sounded like a Nets home game." Which you know, listen, Katie, I love it as a Nets fan. Hype up the franchise. I mean, we need it. It's not like every single Nets fan I've spoken to in the last you know two three years couldn't probably name anybody on the team older than two or three years. So uh, it is nice to get that franchise recognition, but we're not the Knicks. And listen, I hate to do this to you, Barry, because I know you said before the show, you don't want to talk about it, but here I am going to put you on the spot. Uh, Mm. I think, um, I mean, I said this before and uh, I was out last week with COVID. So uh, I didn't have a chance to bring it up and it only just seems more and more glaring. But, man, I think – I really just think Tibbs is not the right coach for this specific roster. I mean, you know, it, it, it's frustrating, but I, I almost wonder. I mean, do you, do you, do you just throw a, a nuke in the whole thing and, and say, let's start over? It's got to be impossible as a Knicks fan to, to even hear that. Listen, I've been listening and watching um, TV and, and on Twitter and stuff, and, you know, I, I, I follow Nick Central, good guy Alex. Um, out there as a podcast and all these guys want Tibbs fired. I'm like, this guy was the coach of the year last year. It's not it's not Tibbs. It's management and it's the roster that's constructed. This roster is still constructed. Excuse me. I mean, you're talking about Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier who have on and off games. They don't play as much defense, so you gave up defense to get more scoring, but they don't fit with um, with Randall because Randall just wants to hold the ball and pound it into the ground. These are set guys that, you know, come off of screens or what have you. So the, it's all about the fit, and these guys don't fit together. Um, Tibbs isn't a bad coach. I mean, he's not the one blowing leads. Yeah, maybe he can play other guys, but you play the young guys, they'll blow the lead too. I mean, what do we want? You think Obi Toppin's the answer? The guy, you know, barely can shoot the three. He's energy. He gets to the basket, but I mean, you're you're telling. You're, I hear guys complaining that, um, you know, pundits on on Fox News or Fox uh, Sports, whatever Fox Sports One, that um, we're talking about Taj Gibson getting more minutes than Cam Reddish and Obi Toppin. Like, like that's the answer. Like, give those guys more minutes. You would have won last. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, these guys don't know what they're talking about. Like, listen, this Knicks team is over. It's done. They overachieved last year. They are where they should be this year with a young roster trying to build it up. Um, you know, it just happened in reverse, I think. You know what I mean? So, um, I think the roster is, is the problem. They didn't want um, Cam Reddish when they traded for him. At least uh, Pigs didn't. Um, but I like Cam Reddish. But, hey, listen, at the end of the day, it's just not a roster that's that's built well. They need to I, – I, I was dying for them to trade Kemba, Evan Fournier, and Randall in, in Alex Burks, but they didn't do it. Um, they got to trade Randall. He's not a leader. He's he's a guy trying to be a leader because he's the highest paid, and he's he's clearly not a leader. Slapping laptops and standing standoffish and huddles and stuff. It, it thumbs down. It's it's ridiculous. So, um, 
listen, this Knicks team, every week you think it can get lower, Dave, it gets even more lower. I mean, we're talking about, what, last 10 days they've blown three 20-point leads and then a big lead in the fourth quarter to the to the Trailblazers. I mean, blowing a big lead to the Lakers, blowing a big lead to the Nets last night, to the Thunder. I mean, it's a joke. It's it's pathetic. It, this is the lowest point of the season, and and it's odd because I thought there were a lot of low points. <laughs> it's just it's just like hold my beer. Do you want you do you think this is a, hold my beer? I got another low point for you. It's crazy, Dave. It's crazy. Uh, uh, I, listen, I unfortunately I want to say I can't imagine, and I'm just going to go back to what I always do say. I listen, I understand pain as a Jets fan, although I do. Like I wanted to start the show by talking about it being a New York, uh, a New York Knicks town, um, and just the identity of the team feels like it's bringing so many people down. But one thing, I mean, you keep harping on is uh, uh, the the roster makeup, and and I don't, you know, I I think for once I I honestly don't want to blame Dolan on this. You know, the owner of the Knicks who is pretty frequently. Um, burned for um, meddling, you know what I mean? And right. I, I don't I – do, it, 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 Stephen Mills is really the guy making the, making the most roster decisions at this point, right? No, I mean, it's really Leon Rose, and that's another problem. Is it really? Rose? Is I mean, you got it. Yeah, you got West, um, World Wide West, who's the image consultant kind of guy. Thank yeah, you. That's, you know, you know Leon that's Rose is the president of. of operations. You know what I'm saying? The problem is, you know, you got an owner that nobody likes. We still don't like you. Even when we're winning, we don't like you. And you got the president of basketball operations that's gone dark, hasn't said a word before the trade line, at the trade line, at the trade that Nothing. He said nothing. He, he's not accountable. Like where, like, where are you hiding? What? You're not saying anything. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. And it's a, it's a lack of... It's a it's a, just a lack of leadership that we can't tolerate. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I, I don't know what else to tell you. Like, you're the president of, of basketball operations. We, we can't hear from you. We don't know what's going on. Say something. We don't care. Say something. So, we didn't hear a thing so at the trade bl- deadline from him. The team didn't do anything. It's garbage. It's absolute garbage. Yeah, no, I, I, I you know, I, having been a fan of many bad teams over years, I, I think what's more frustrated than anything is silence. You know what I mean? Just just show some signs of life, even if it's, you know, dying screams. But it seems like they're just leaving Tibbs and, and a poorly constructed roster out there to just fend for themselves. And we all saw it last night with that huge comeback by the Nets, 18-point uh, uh, in the fourth quarter comeback. Um, you, know, it's, I, you know, it's frustrating, and I get it. Uh, um, I won't make you talk about it anymore. Just one thing that I, I do – look at and I, I love mock drafts. That's one of my absolute favorite things. Um and mm-hmm. every single mock draft I've looked at have the Knicks grabbing uh a point guard and their pick right now would fall somewhere in that seven to eleven, probably nine, you know, I, I Tankathon, my favorite website, uh has the Knicks coming mm-hmm. in with the ninth pick right now and taking this kid Ty Ty Washington. Um Ty Washington. I think the Knicks just the Knicks just need a floor general, and it, it feels so—it feels too cliche in a way. You know what I mean? But you look at all the yeah, good no. teams right now, and every single but you know good the problem team, with, like, with getting a floor general. I hate to cut you off, but it's like you still have a guy in Julius Randle that needs the ball in his hand all the time. That's the problem. You can get a point guard. You had Derrick Rose, right? When he comes back and healthy, the Knicks will play much better. The record shows it, right? But you got a point forward that needs the ball in his hand, and it's sloppy right now. It's not helping the team. Like, the funniest tweet I saw today out of all the tweets I saw was that a Knicks fan said, you know, the Knicks should have drafted Tyrese Halliburton last year, and somebody said, well, Tibbs would well, still not start him. He still would bet, have him <laughs> on the bench. I'll play it. You know what I mean? Like, I would love Halliburton here, Dave, but Julius Randle just dominates the ball, and, and he's not as efficient as he was last year. So, ugh, it's frustrating, dude. It's frustrating. Man, I, I, I just, I can't help but think 
every part of the the roster is constructed wrong. And, and, you know, sports is a blame game. And I'm just, I'm trying to see what's the cause. And it seems like the people who are the cause for it are just not there. So it's hard to, uh, it's it not, it isn't, it isn't hard to blame somebody who's so, so darn quiet, but you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I think a lot about roster in any sport. And uh, I, mm-hmm. I look at a team that's a, another team that's just, not doing what they're supposed to be doing. And that would be none other than the Lakers. And we spent a a lot of time over the last weeks, months, talking about how Russell Westbrook, like, honestly, we're not even talking about Russell Westbrook on the court as a contributor. We're we're almost laughing at him. He's become a punchline. And it's, um, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, you're looking at AD, who's going to be out about two weeks with that ugly looking ankle injury. And and quite frankly, they're lucky it's only two weeks with the way it looks. Yeah. And um, you look at where they sit in the Western Conference, now four games below 500, and they're just mm-hmm. a tick over uh, Portland for, for the last spot in the play. So first of all, imagine if that Laker team doesn't even make it into the playoff tour. I don't think LeBron would let that happen. I don't think he can lead them to much no. more. But the, I, our, here's my question. My biggest question about the Lakers is are they relevant anymore? I mean, they're always going to be relevant in the same way. Even if the Yankees have a bad season, people are still going to talk about it. Even right now, we're talking about the Knicks a lot. They're not doing anything important. But, I mean, from an on-the-court perspective, do the Lakers scare you? Should the Lakers, if they come in at, or if they come out of that playing tournament facing, you know, a top seed, should one of those top seeds be like, oh, thank goodness we got the Lakers? Or is it, oh, gosh, you know, who could these guys be in the playoffs? I mean, they don't scare me at all anymore. Anything with LeBron should worry you for a one-game playoff, right? For a play-in game, um, right. but through a series, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's that's possible. I, I, I would be very surprised um, if they made it out of the first round. If they made it past the play-in game, they don't scare anybody. I mean, AD just can't stay on the court. His, his the best ability is availability, and he's not around. You're talking about people talking about trading this guy away. Because nobody's going to take Russell Westbrook because you know he's opted into his forty plus million dollars deal next year. Nobody wants that smoke. Um, you'd have to wait another year to try to move that co- expiring contract and buy him out, right? Um, Anthony Davis, he's supposed to be the cornerstone of your team, and he can't. He, you can't get him on the court. I know LeBron's like, I didn't sign up for this, man. I'm thirty some years old, man. I needed somebody to come in and be the man, and I can just, you know, you know, play my role. And he can't get that from this guy. Lakers are not relevant. They're always going to be relevant because they're the Lakers and they should be better. So you're always going to talk about them, but they're not a threat for anything right now. They're barely a threat in the play-in game. I mean, that's that's the sad truth that this team is barely good enough to get into a play-in. Now, is there anybody? Uh, would you say in a in a similar fashion that the Nets? kind of are like the, the, the Lakers of the East, or do you give the Nets more of a chance and maybe a play-in game? And do you think the Nets are even going to get out of that play-in game? I mean, the Nets have a better chance. They have a better prospect because their pieces fit together, right? I think now with Kyrie um, Durant when he gets healthy, and then uh, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is a good three that can you know doesn't need the ball in his hand. He can, he can play it in the fast break, but he doesn't need to score. He's a, he can defend all positions. There's not a player in this league he can't defend at 6'10". Um, I think the mandate for, for um, Kyrie is going to get lifted pretty soon, right? So even though, you know, Adam Silver said it finally, I mean, it took him a while to say it, but, you know, the, the, the mandate in New York City isn't fair. Um, so I think the restrictions will probably be lifted pretty soon. Um, Durant will be back healthy. I think the morale in the locker room is a lot better now that Durant is not even Durant, yeah. uh, James Harden is gone. I think the, James Harden was killing that locker room's morale, and there, it just wasn't a pleasant locker room to be in. And now it's all you know, you know, orange and blue skies like New York. It's just all all bright sunny days and something like that. You know what I mean? So um, I think the Nets are over five hundred. I think they'll get to be a little bit higher than that. They won't, I don't think they'll be a play in team by the time the season's over. Uh, their prospects are much better. Um, and, and in a playoff series, I trust them way more than I would trust the Lakers at this point because they got, now they got some good pieces, right? I think if, if Dream, uh, Andre Drummond can get into shape, he's clearly not in shape, but he can play around the rim. 
Seth Curry is another shooter. Insurance at the point guard position, but another shooter that you could add with Patty Mills. I think the young kids, Cam um, Thompson and company, you know, Cam Blizzard from LSU, um, terrific young player. So I think they're just their outlook is a lot better with you know with Blake and and and, and Oliver's coming off the bench. They're a much better outlook than the Lakers right now. Yeah, you know, I, again, I didn't really have a chance to, to dive into it last week, and, and maybe this is a little bit of revisionist, uh, you know, history, or not, maybe not revisionist history, just I get to speak with the uh, with hindsight, but I, I'm a little surprised. I didn't think Harden was that big of a locker room issue, I will say. Um, you know, I really thought that uh, it was it was it was Kyrie handling the situation he was that was making Harden not want to perform. I, you know, I'm not in the locker room. I don't know, but as as uh, soon as Harden was out, you started to see reports that Harden was not um, on board with his role in the team. Um, and I mean, Harden's so talented, but it is true. I mean, we've seen. You know, his last two you know, big newsworthy things, uh, events, I guess, were, were asking out of Houston and asking out of Brooklyn. And, and uh, it makes me wonder, what has Philly kind of gotten themselves into? I mean, you know, as a fan of basketball talent, I'm, you know, going to root for him to do well. I don't root for anybody to do poorly. I mean, even if it's against my team, uh, I, 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 I turn on the TV to watch greatness, not blowouts. Um, but I don't – I do think that the Nets – have kind of robbed Peter to pay Paul. And, and in a sense, the, the problem is they've robbed themselves. Um, you know, that, that trio, you know, the, the Harden trio with, with Durant and Kyrie. Uh, but they, they gave up a guy who wasn't particularly on board with anything, just like the Sixers, and they turned that, that troubled roster spot into something that can perform. Now, we haven't really seen Simmons do much with the Nets, but it's funny. I see on their social media, they are really hyping up the Ben Simmons being a net kind of machine um, already more than the Sixers. I think the Sixers entered this whole season and took this whole season with a, oh, that's right, Ben Simmons, he's on the team, right? Yeah, that's kind of like the attitude that they had, almost like they forgot he was there. They pretended that he wasn't there. Um, Now, Mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, I think in a lot of ways, you, you, you brought up a couple names there that came over in the trade in uh, Drummond and Seth Curry that, I mean, last week when I, when I phoned in and talked to you, you kind of said, I don't want to talk about Seth Curry or Andre Drummond. I want to focus on the core of the trade, which is, which is uh, uh, you know, Simmons and Harden and those picks, which I think sure. those picks will, will come into play in, at some other point. But I think, yeah, you in know, the trade, yeah, that's absolutely. The Nets did the most important thing, and they balanced the roster, and, and and on both ends. I mean, really, you could just ask Ben Simmons to stay on the defensive side of the court. I mean, you know, maybe come up to the uh, come up halfway and uh, you know swing the ball around if we need you to, because he is you know he's got a, he's got a good eye for the game. He just doesn't take he just doesn't take shots uh, ever. But they don't need him to, and you still have like you said. I think Seth Curry takes the pressure off of whoever the third guy is after Harden, I'm sorry, after uh, Durant and Kyrie. Um, and that's a big deal because you didn't want Simmons to be your third option in a team like this because you can still put a lot of pressure um, if you're the defense, whoever you're playing. Say you're playing uh, Milwaukee, right? I think Milwaukee is, I still, you know, we, we've spent a lot of time talking about teams in the East. We, we barely touch on Milwaukee. I really think no matter what, they're, they're coming out. I think I really think Milwaukee's going to come out of the East. I think they've done a great thing. But if you put the Nets roster, uh, you know, head-to-head against Milwaukee's, you know, you can lock down. You could theoretically lock down Durant and and Kyrie um, and then still need kind of a third option. Whatever that third option is, you leave them open. Seth Curry can be a really good spot, can really hurt you outside. And then you have Aldridge and, like you said, Griffin who can hurt you inside along with Drummond, you know, again, on the defensive end. It's just I'm very excited about the Nets now because they've got that balance. Um, and that's a scary thing for, for most teams. The one, thing, the one wild card is Joe Harris. And I don't think Joe Harris – I don't know if he's coming, coming back or not, but Joe Harris is one of the best three-point shooters in the game, period, the end. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says. He, he can just shoot the ball. And if you're able to stretch the, the court 
um, and then kind of have Ben Simmons just be your defender. I, I think it's 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 a perfectly built roster. Can can Steve Nash coach it? I don't know. But mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you say? I mean, do you, do you think I'm crazy with with finally being excited as a Nets fan for the way this team is built? No, I think it's built better. Like I said, I think it was constructed a lot better now with Ben Simmons. It puts people in better roles. Um, I think um, Harden, you know, while I think that big three would have worked, I think, you know, now you got better defensively, which was a big deficiency for them. I think Drummond does give them an anchor in the middle that they've been lacking. Um, You know, they've had to lean on Aldridge, especially with the injury. I think that there was an injury to one of your big guys, so um, I can't remember his name, but. Um, it just it just puts people in better positions and better roles. Um, you know, I think once Kyrie is able to play full time and Durant gets back to scoring, I think you you got guys that have gotten a lot of experience um, scoring and, and and carrying a load that is going to help them in the long run. I think getting Joe uh, Harris back it puts people in a better role. But even still, if he doesn't come back, you got guys that have a lot of experience and they've gotten their 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 feet wet in the NBA. So. Um, now, do I think they can hang with the top tier teams um, when all healthy? Absolutely, I think they can. They can probably beat a Milwaukee team that you know, with you know, Harden on one leg, no Kyrie Irving, and Durant with a Herculean effort was one one toe away from moving on. So I think they can beat Milwaukee. Sure. I, I like Chicago. I think you know if they get Levine back, I think Chicago's dangerous. I think yeah. you know Demar Derozan is an MVP candidate. Um, but you know, I, I'm looking at the Heat. They're dogs. They're they're defensive beasts. They 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 got shooters. They they got toughness. So I think those are the teams you got to look out for. But um, the Nets can play with them in a seven game series and they're completely healthy. Um, it's just I think now Durant doesn't have to guard the best player. I think you got you know Ben Simmons that can do that and on right. a nightly basis and guard anybody. And it just puts everybody in a better way that they don't have to guard the best player. It's it's just it it is it is a better fit, and I I think Philadelphia got better too. I think this trade of trading two disgruntled guys, like I said last night, just both teams got better. Um, now it, it remains to be seen. I think last night on the call of cookout, we killed James Harden. We gave him, you know, we gave him his just due because, like I said, if he if I I have to be fair, if I killed Westbrook for having the talent around him and not winning. I got to say the same about Harden. And, you know, he forced his way out of two situations and, and whined about it and pouted about it and, you know, quit on those teams. So, but at the end of the day, that, that one, two punch is as good as anybody with Embiid and, and Harden. So both teams got better. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it was, I think it was Adam Silver who said uh, he hates that it had to happen that way. Um, which I understand, but, uh, you know, I, selfishly as a fan of, of one of the teams, you solved one of the biggest problems. I was getting really sick of hearing about that locker room, and, and I, it almost felt like Harden was doing a, a better tank job than uh, Brian Flores down in uh, Miami uh, for the Dolphins. I mean, it was like everything he did to lose was costing them wins. So uh, it'll be really interesting to see how that shakes out. Now, I just want to take a quick moment as we hit the halfway point to remind everybody that the Crossover Cafe is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of Philly. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt you'll stand out in the crowd. And listeners can use our promo code CHEFS for 15% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. That's phiapparel.co, not .com, .co. Uh, Barry, I think, uh, speaking of the halfway point, like we hit the halfway point of our show, we're starting to hit the halfway point of the season. Um, not, you know, officially, but you know how it is. You're all-star mm-hmm. weekend. I don't know about you, man. I love all-star weekend. It is, I think it's one of the best it's showcases basket, basketball has for, for basketball has a huge advantage over football in that, you know, football players are always wearing the helmets, right? So you don't necessarily always see the faces. Mm. I'm, you, you look at baseball, right? Mike Trout's the most, um, uh, uh, Nate and I on the, uh, the baseball buffet talked about this ad nauseum. You know, Mike Trout's the most, the most talented baseball player maybe in the sport right now. Nobody can point his point to his face on a poster. And then, you know, hockey's hockey. Right. So basketball is 
truly showcasing their stars. And the stars ha- can do something in uh, in basketball that you can in other sports and kind of play their game, right? You can actually have a situation where, you know, the guys are kind of screwing around for three quarters like they always do, and then just actually have mm-hmm. some true one-on-one. And you, you'll see it. If you watch it closely, it is awesome. You'll see, you know, one-on-one matchups and the other, you know, uh, four guys aside step back and say, let's just watch this, you know? Um, and, and I, it's the most watchable. And then you've also got, you know, the skills, which I think, again, the skills competition for basketball is as fun as anything. And then of course, my favorite, the dunk contest. I don't care what anybody says, watching those guys do what they do with the creativity and the hops, nothing like it. But, uh, um, Hey, Real quick, Barry, before I want to get your thoughts on the, on what you're most excited for All-Star Weekend. And then I, I, I see we've got a caller. I don't know, but it's from the 703. So let's see who this guy is. Oh, I know who that who's guy that, is. My arch who's that calling from 703? You know. Yeah, welcome. Listen here, listen here, listen here. If you ever <laughs> forget my extension one more again, so help me God. I'm cutting the way. Oh, the guy that calls Michael Matt. The guy calls Mike Harvey Matt. He still calls him that. I mean, give me a break. You know, seven zero three. Get yeah, off. Yeah, you know, villain, villain, villain. Nobody's talking <laughs> to you right now, sir. Shut your face uh, before I punch I, you in the head and you blow a twenty-eight point lead. That's all I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Cam um, Thomas to come see you again. I will go get Cam Thomas right now. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about, Sports City family. Um, Sirius Sirius isn't a bully. He's a punk. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't come back to him. I can't come back on him about his team because nobody, if a tree falls in the woods and nobody's around to hear it, does it make a sound? If the Rockets play a game, does anybody know that they actually play the game? Because nobody's paying attention to the Rockets. I know. I know. So, I'm, um, so how are you going to tell somebody they stink and the Knicks stink? I'm saying you can't. I already said they stink. I already said they stink. The if you were here early, if you were here on time, you would know that I said that the Knicks stink. But clearly, you're just waiting to throw in 28-point lead in my face because you're a fake villain. You're, you're, you're a pretender to the throne. You want to be the villain so bad. And, you know, I'm going to come and show, show ne- my nephew in league how a real villain should act. Right? We already knew that. So I don't understand why, Mr. Villain, you're trying to come for me when I already told you from the rip. Both squads are some trash. The only difference is we got Knicks fans. Stop over here talking about orange and blue skies. We got Knicks fans that sit there and talk about, oh, we're going to be different, this, that, and the third, because Tibbs is here, or you go out and get Julius Randle, this, that, and the third. Y'all are some pitiful imposters. Y'all think y'all going to be decent. And this point, it actually turns out that you guys are some trash. You want to wave your white flag like, you know what, we really suck. No, I told you you guys suck two years ago. I told you the Knicks are trash. I don't know any Knicks fan that has been saying, you know, it's orange and blue skies, and then, you know, right now. I don't know any Knicks fan that's saying that. Yeah, right, right now. I think Sirius is just Sirius is delusional. He's making it up. Um, listen, right, man. Uncle Villain, Uncle Villain is coming. Uncle Villain's coming with the with with the, with the right, the real, and, and I'm gonna make sure everything's all right. I'm gonna take care. Uncle Villain, come. Get the receipt. I don't know, man. But seriously, no. Dave had a question about the All Star Weekend. I gotta answer it because um, I, I just have to answer it. I hate the All Star Game. It's a joke. Um, I love All Star Weekend. I love the dunk contest with the skills. I love the three point shooting. Um, but the games are a joke. Um, I got to be honest. It's, it's, you know, until the fourth quarter, you know, they try to figure out ways to make it competitive, but it's really just alley-oops and one-on-one. And, you know, awesome. you, you might like it. I, I absolutely hate it. It's not real basketball. I'm, I grew up when watching Magic Johnson hit a three and his boy Isaiah Thomas's face to win it in Orlando. Um, I, I watched, you know, Michael Jordan go crazy in the garden and Kobe go at Jordan because he, you know, that was that, he was that guy. I, I, I watched, he, you know, I'm used to watching competitive games. Like they were played defense. They played hard. 
Um, these guys don't want to get hurt. They just want to show off their new sneakers. Um, it's, it's a different game. It's a different mentality. So, um, listen, the weekend is entertaining. I think the Saturday is the most entertaining part. I haven't really watched an all-star game in, in years because it's just no, it's, it's not competitive. I, 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 I hate to say competition, oh, money or whatever. Give me a break. Um, but, yeah, all-star weekend in, as a whole is fun. And, um, you know, I, I try, you know, try to keep the little villain up as much as I can uh, for the dunk contest, but it happens so late and they're tired, you know, so they don't really get to watch it. But, um, you know, the dunk contest is, has been entertaining uh, last few years. Um, not really sure, but I don't remember who won it last year. I just know Obi Toppin didn't win it. I think because COVID <laughs> happened last year, it was kind of, it was kind of, it was kind of tough, right? Because of COVID. Yeah, everything uh, didn't have a crowd there. Yeah, everything was like the same day, I think, right? Something like that. Yeah. It was it was like during the half. Yeah. So it was just tough. But so hopefully we'll get back to normal this year. Um, but yeah, I, listen. All star games are you know baseball classic is the only one I could sort of tolerate, and I haven't watched that one in years either. The Pro Bowl was a joke. Uh, hockey, I'm just not a <laughs> hockey guy. So um, yeah. All right, Simmons. Let's bring some positivity into this. Oh, well, maybe even at Barry's expense. But Simmons, I mean, what do you like about All Star Weekend? Is there, you know, Barry's just talking about uh, uh, letting the little villain kind of uh, learn and see some of the the stars. But what about you? I mean, you yeah. got anything that you look out for? I, I, I love it all. To be perfectly honest with you, I love everything from the skills competition. Um, you know, as, as a guard myself, uh, it's kind of funny watching the big guys go in there and, 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 and do that sort of yeah. stuff. I think Sabonis was a couple years, and, you know, Bosch has won it a couple of times when he was playing. So it's funny to see the big guys go in there and, you know, handle that competition. Um, so I, I love that. I love the three-point shootout because sometimes um, a no-namer that you wouldn't expect to, to, to win uh, comes out and wins. You know, everybody thinks, you know, Steph is going to win it every year, but, you know, he hasn't won it you know, and some time. So I'm not even sure who's competing in it this year, but I love the three-point shootout. So I'm sick of the dunk contest, to be honest with you. Because for me, you know, it's like how many more different ways can you dunk a basketball? Like, and after the first pass, it just starts getting ridiculous. Like, if, if, if you're yeah. quick or your, 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 your thing doesn't work, I mean, the cat's off the bat, we know what you're going to do now, and then all of a sudden you're scrambling. Um, so I can go without the dunk contest, um, or something like that. But ultimately, I love it all. I love the all. I love the All Star Game. Of uh, everything from the the, the introductions to uh, the players to, um, you know, the starting lineups and seeing what combos run together and you know who who does what against who and you know obviously the the the, the intramural between you know let's see if you know, players go against each other, or I would have loved to have seen, you know, what would happen if, you know, James Harden went against KD or something like that. And, you know, oh, there is a, a mystery and a, and, and, a, and a mystique, if you will, about the NBA All-Star game. I, I remember a while back when KD and Russell Westbrook had their little beef or whatnot. Um, they were on, uh, I think they were on the same team, and, you know, they – they, they made a big to-do about it, and they were standoffish, and then all of a sudden they came together and was, you know, congratulations. I mean, it's fun. You know, it's entertaining. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's better than the Pro Bowl. I, I do think that – I think the MLB has it right with how they do it, you know, you know, making oh. it be for a home sort of advantage. And, you know, it's, it's very difficult to, to, to muck up, if you will, baseball. Like, there's no 360 ducks, and there's no – you know, craziness going on in, in, in baseball, you, you, in baseball. So I think um, the MLB has it right. But as far as what I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to it all, man. You know, LeBron versus, versus KD, you know, Giannis and LeBron on the same team with, with Steph. I mean, that's just poetry motion. You know what I'm saying? Like, how many times is Steph going to pull from half court? You know, they, they instituted a four-point play shot, you know what I'm saying, like, I mean, it, it's fun, you know, the point, the points are up there, it, it, it's something for the fans, it's something to get your oohs and ahs and, you know, kind of bring the brothers together, you know what I'm saying, these guys travel 
all year round. And, you know, sometimes when you're in a city versus an opponent, it's, it's, it's game time. It's business. You don't get to laugh and carry on. And, you know, you got interviews with, you know, fans and interviews with different personnel. And, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a unplugged, up close and, you know, kind of gets what you get with your favorite fan and gets with your favorite player. So, yeah, I'll let you yeah, I mean, you know, you use one word a lot uh, that I think sums it up, and that's fun, right? It's fun. Uh, Barry, I know you don't uh, like the game themselves, uh, the game itself, because it's not a competitive, like, hey, my team can beat your team um, type of uh, situation. And I've, I've just kind of come to accept that never really going to happen, at least as it's constituted now. So I can't – I just I, – I can't get worked up over – my group of five is going to be your group of five, like two, uh, you know, two groups meeting up at the plate at the, uh, you know, the yard or something like that. You know, they don't have pride in team LeBron or team Durant or anything like that. And, and why should they, I mean, you know, once, once the game's over, it is what it is. They all go their, their, their regular ways. But uh, I think it does give you that opportunity for the, uh, for those one-on-ones. I mean, just think about it. I mean, you could have LeBron James, like like Simmons just said, you'd have LeBron James facing, you know, Durant, you know, head-to-head or something like a, a you know, former teammates or, or you know, a Chris Paul. You, you just go down the roster. And I'm not going to go through every every iteration of a matchup, but I just think it's really intriguing um, how it could go. Uh, I'm actually curious what team Hard, if, 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 if Harden – hypothetically was a part of the Eastern, was voted in as an Eastern All-Star, what would happen? Would he end up on the West? I don't know. Uh, No, no, they they, they they draft the team now. Yeah, they draft his own team, LeBron. Oh, duh, that's right. He's not even going to play because he's got that hamstring injury. (laughs) That that, that fake hamstring. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's got that hamstring injury. Yeah. Yeah, like the, it's uh, a like festivist Paul miracle. Out of the, uh, it's like Paul Pierce getting out of the uh, the wheelchair. Anything is possible. <laughs> uh, man, I, 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 but I will say, I mean, yes, the game itself isn't competitive like that, but I love it for those one-on-one matchups. And Barry, I just real quick, kind of, kind of quick, quick side note is you, you ranted uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, about the about the Pro Bowl, right, and how that was that was just the dumbest joke ever. I agree. I think uh, mm-hmm. that's something like you can't get that you do get in the uh, NBA All Star Game are those matchups, but you can't do that in football. I mean, unless they basically said let's get rid of the lines and let's just let uh, you know Joe Burrow heave it to Jamar Chase getting covered by you know the that corner from uh, you know the Cowboys digs or something like that. You know, unless you get to use some type mm-hmm. of one on one situations like that. Eh. I mean, how are you going to do, you know, T.J. Watt versus the best offensive lineman unless you're doing, like, those Madden drills from, you know, Madden 04 or whatever it was. Um, please bring those back if anybody out there is listening. Those are so much fun. But uh, You want to you know, do something in the Pro Bowl? Bring back the quarterback club, right? Remember the quarterback club? Like, you used to have the competitions wow, yeah. and all that stuff. So do that. Because the Pro Bowl was a joke. It, it, it still is. You can't even do one-on-ones with corners and receivers because they 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 won't run hard. They do a cut and they might pull, you know, do something and, and, and tear an ACL. They're not going to do it. It's 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 just not going to happen. It's not competitive. Um, basketball is different well, because everybody honestly, can get on the court and play. I think honestly, just put just make make it flat football. Make it flat football. Yeah, put the flags yeah. on them, you know, and you know, play it, you know, like flat football. That that way. You know, it, it's somewhat of a of a of an interesting thing. Like if a running back can out shoot somebody or whatever case may be, and you know, not get a flag rules, then the running back does the thing. But the way the Pro Bowl is now, I know this is a basketball show, but the way the Pro Bowl is now is, is, is you can't watch it. You can't watch it. So yeah. I do yeah. like I just I I I, 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 I do like I, I do like the basketball does now. Yeah, no, and to bring it, you know, like you said, bring it back to the basketball aspect. This isn't a conversation we need to have uh, with the NBA, and I, I think that's a fantastic thing. And I, you know, just in part, you know, the way the sport lends itself um, to, uh, to to what they put on. Now, speaking of uh, speaking of the All Star Game, I want to ask, take a quick moment to what feels like my weekly uh, Demar uh, DeRozan appreciation um, moment of the week. 
Um, have you have you guys been paying attention to what this dude has been doing? I mean, he's he's on a crazy scoring streak right now. He's the first player uh, to score 35 points while shooting over 50% from the field. He's done it now in seven straight games. Now, I, I, in some ways, it feels like one of those, okay, here's the ESPN grasping at straws for a streak. But I think it really shows how um, he's not just consistent, he's not just reliable, but he's a, he's showing that Chicago isn't to be trifled with, and they can last in a whole series, and that's what's really important, especially um, you know with a with an injured team. I mean, you know that's 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 really what they are. Um, you've got Caruso and you've got Levine, um, you know, not playing right now. But DeRozan's just he's just out there carrying the franchise, uh, and they're not just cheap wins either. I mean, they're getting they're getting good wins. They, you know, sure they beat the Kings, the Spurs, and the Thunder over the last couple of games, but they've also got some quality wins against uh, the Timberwolves, and they've held up against the Suns. I mean, I think this 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 run that the Bulls are on is showing that they're not to be trifled with. But I don't, I just, I don't. I don't know if the star power of DeRozan, especially when he gets Caruso back and Levine back, you know, consistently for those, um, you know, for the stretch run. Um, I just I don't see them as a as a a deep threat. They're going to win a they're going to win their first and maybe even second round series depending on the matchups. But do the Bulls um, seem like the kind of uh, roster and team that can? make a dent in the playoffs or even make it to the finals. Uh, I want to start with you Simmons. Cause uh, you know, you're, you're, you're fresh off the yelling about the Knicks. So I want to get your, your thought on the bulls. You know, the bulls for me, I, I, I'm, I'm going to take the wait and see approach. Um, I think more so than, than any other team in the Eastern conference, I think matchup is really going to play a pivotal role and how far the bulls go. Um, you know, right now they're obviously the overall favorite to win the one seed, but if they drop, you know, down to a three seed or a two seed or even a four seed, if you will, I think the matchup is going to be the issue. And then you're right. They may get past round one, you know, because, I mean, you may be able to play, you know, one of the bottom seeders that that, that crawl into the play-in tournament or, or something like that. But when you start getting into round two, when you – when you have to deal with the Milwaukee Bucks, when you have to deal with the Miami Heat, when um, you have to deal with a Boston Celtics team that isn't taking no prisoners right now. That, you want to talk about a team that has flipped the switch and figured it out, Boston right now is playing amazing ball. What you got to deal with those guys, I still think that when everybody gets back in Brooklyn, they're going to be a problem because of the way they are now currently constructed. You don't believe me? Just ask the Knicks fans sitting here how they're constructed. But I digress. Um, and I think, I think, I think, yo. I just, I real quick, don't keep that thought in your mind. I just want to give everybody a piece of breaking news that uh, Woj just just tweeted out that Anthony Davis is a midfoot sprain and will be evaluated in four weeks. But uh, just want to let everybody know that Simmons, keep going with your take on the Bulls. But I honestly think that the Bulls are going to have to figure out, um, you know, placing. I, I think they're going to be a decent out, but I, I, I think them more than anybody in the Eastern Conference, um, the way they are placed or where they are seated is going to be be big. I, I can see them going out in the second round. I can see them making it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, I can see them representing the Eastern Conference in the, in the Finals. I, it's anybody's guess, but I think their seating is going to play a factor. Wow. That, that's yeah, Bulls definitely seem like the kind of team that could beat anybody, but they could also lose to anybody. But what say you, Barry? Yeah, I mean, first of all, Sears is just childish. I can't, I can't with that guy. He's just, he's a clown. Um, <laughs> listen, the, the the Bulls. Hey, are, yo, are yo, yo, life is harsh. Hug me. No, 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 no. Life is harsh. Hug me. You know, um, listen. The Bulls are dangerous. They're a dangerous team because they like they defend. They play. They play on team basketball. The Rosen's just playing out of his mind. Like I said, he's elevated himself to MVP talk. I still think um, probably Embiid would be the MVP of the, the season stop right now. He's on a tear. That Sixer team has figured it out. They're only going to get better. But I agree with Sirius. The, the East is no joke. I mean, you you think these teams 
Well, they might be average. They might be okay. But you look at the standings, and uh, you know there's some good teams out there. I mean, to be honest with you, you look at the Bulls, the, the Heat, the, the Bucks. Cleveland is playing really good basketball. Philly and Boston. To your point, uh, I was going to bring that up. You know, before last night, you know, with a tough loss, they won nine straight games. You know what I mean? So they're playing some really good basketball um, right now. Uh, finally, finally. Um, I, I think we could say uh, Jalen Brown and, and uh, Jason Tatum have figured out how to play alongside each other and not play in spite of each other. Um, I think that's mm. the key. But, uh, you know, that's a, you know Toronto is, Toronto's a tough team. It, for a playing game, that's a tough team. And then you got Brooklyn. So it's going to be tough. Brooklyn's got a lot of um, work to do to get out of the playing tournament. But, um, you know, they would have to fall flat on their face to fall completely out of it, right? Because they're over 500. But um, listen, they are the Bulls are a dangerous team, and I I like what they're doing. They're they're tough at home. Um, they play some solid defense. I think their defense could get a little bit better. I think you know the Bucks and the Heat and probably Cleveland play a lot better team defense. But I, and I, if correct me if I'm wrong, um, boys. But I think uh, Ball, Lonzo Ball, is still hurt. Correct. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, you know, hopefully they can get that piece back. But I think they got the pieces. You know, Zach Levine. He'll be. I think he'll be reevaluated after the break. Um, they got the pieces to to make it work, and and they're they're going to be a tough out for anybody. Yeah, they're not, just to clarify, they're not going to get ball back until probably mid to late March. Uh, that's in looking at the mm-hmm. ESPN injury report. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, that means he'll have to, to to likely get it ready the beginning of April as you really start that stretch run. So, um, I, I think if the Bulls can hold court, yeah, they, they certainly seem like the kind of team that should uh, – uh, that, that should do some damage. I don't know. They they really seem like the kind of team that could have that surprise first round loss if they're just not gelling together after this this injury riddled middle of the season. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's. I don't. I just there's something about. I don't know why. I, I can't put my finger on it. But there's something about the Bulls that I just don't quite trust yet. In a way, I almost trust a team like the Cavaliers more, um, which I. I, I I just I like the the youth of the uh, of what the Cavs have going on. Um, I like you know right now they're they're not spectacular putting up points or anything like that. Um, but you know I, I think the thing that I like about the Cavs right now is they're playing just such excellent defense. Like right now in terms of points per game, I think they're the tops in the league. Um, in terms of points allowed, which uh, that, that's got to count for something, especially in the playoffs where defense matters more. And, and I was talking to somebody about this earlier in the week, guys, and I'd love to get your thoughts and tell me if you think I'm wrong here. But um, I think in, in basketball, the ability to neutralize the individual player, it, the only other time I think you could say doing something like that in sports is maybe, you know, having – uh, the one hitter that can take out a, a starting pitcher or maybe perhaps, you know, the one wide receiver who just has that corner's number. Um, but in basketball, I mean, it's such a, uh, such a small space um, to work with. I feel like a basketball, I feel like the basketball court just shrinks in the playoffs and there's less room to operate because you have guys just with, with uh, playing defense with more energy. And in that spot, I, I really think the Cavaliers are going to, going to show up and the Bulls don't have a great, um, defense, but the the lack of continuity on the team is really going to hurt them. In in a in a weird way, it's kind of like if they were on the same injury timeline as the Warriors, I'd give them more of a chance. Where it feels like the Warriors are are on the cusp of of not like they're on the cusp of getting good because they've been good. I mean, they are now, you know, they are six and a half games behind Phoenix. I, Phoenix does seem like they're running away but with it, but I, I don't see. I, Guys, tell me, do you, think, do you really see uh, Golden State? Um, would it shock you if Golden State and Phoenix played and then Golden State, you know, took, took like, you know, uh, four out of five or six from Phoenix? I think Golden State's just as scary as anybody. I think Golden State needed that. They need this break. I think they look tired. Um, their defense really has slipped in, in the last couple weeks. 
Um, you know, they just haven't been able to um, defend. I think, you know, Draymond was, was down for a little bit, so they, they're missing Wiseman, I think, too. So, isn't that a good time? I think it's a good time to reset, charge the batteries. I mean, Phoenix is that good. They're legit. I mean, uh, we knew that last year, and, and it's like, you know, Chris Paul is, you know, 5-10, and 10, but just getting better and better. Um, he's unbelievable. Um, you know, the best, oh, yeah. probably, you know, arguably one of the best backcourts in, in the game, clearly, with, with him and Booker. Um, you know, I think Golden State will get it together. I think they'll they'll slowly catch up. But I think Phoenix will probably take that one spot. And I think it's a race to try not to uh, get in those two teams' way for a conference championship because I think I like Memphis. I think they're, they're good. John Morant out of this world. I think his jump shot's coming along, but I don't know if it's good enough for a series uh, against these two, but it'd be fun to, to watch. Um, Utah's turned it around as well. I like what they're doing. They're, they're really strong defensively. They got Gobert back. Spida is just, that's PP's boy. He's unbelievable. Yeah. I think it's a two-horse race out there. I, I really do feel like it's between um, Golden State and Phoenix. Well, man, it's been uh, it, it's been quite a, a first half of the season. I've really been enjoying doing the uh, the show with you here in Simmons. Come in again, big thank you to Seth for coming in and filling in last week. Uh, uh, it's been a blast. Just want to remind everybody though that you've been listening to the Crossover Cafe, and the Crossover Cafe has been brought to you by the PHI Apparel Company. And PHI Apparel provides unique designs, high quality clothing, and quite frankly, really cool design. They always, they, they give us this read. It says unique design. They're cooler than unique design. Give yourself some more credit, guys. But they do have original designs for everybody, no matter what your sport is, no matter how much you like your Philly sports or sports in general. There is no doubt you'll stand out in the crowd with your PHI Apparel. And if you're a listener and you want to order something, make sure you go to phiapparel.co, phiapparel.co. Use promo code CHEFS for 15% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. Barry, I'm going to give you a little platform. Give us your last couple of thoughts, and then we'll wrap it up. Call it a week, and I'll see you next week. Yeah, absolutely, man. Sports City Chefs, get to the website. we got blogs coming up. Dave wrote a nice blog. Um, the villain wrote his blog about um, you know, but a little bit of, uh, of some Matt Stafford and Hall of Fame talk. So getting a lot of views there, people liking what the chefs are cooking. Uh, live shows coming up. Uh, we're going to do probably do one starting next week, and then, you know, we'll be live from Bobby Valentine's in Stanford. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, we'll be posting that pretty soon. So um, big, Sports City Chefs doing a lot of big things, man. We're, we're, we're moving, we're migrating. Dave, you got to come join us down at Bobby's, so we'll we'll get the information um, around. And um, we appreciate everybody, PHI Apparel. Uh, use that promo code. Also, com. Use that promo code as well, uh, Chefs15, to get 15% off any of the merchandise there. Uh, Shy's Creations, obviously, uh, my, my star, my, my queen. But, you know, she makes the merchandise for Sports City Chefs. Um, and she got a lot, a lot of cool merchandise, accessories, and stuff on her website as well. So uh, we always love the support. We're lining up more sponsors. If you want to be a sponsor, holla. If you want to be a writer, write for the chefs, holla. Um, we're doing big things, man. Thanks a lot, dude. Listen, it's it's an honor to be a part of this. Uh, yeah, check out my blog. It's a uh, it's a love letter to the sport of football and how much it means to me. And I, I try to do. Uh, my very best to not talk about anything on the field. And I think that's a good, um, you know, anybody who reads it out there, make sure you go to www.sportcitychefs.com, check out the blog. Um, and it's it's purely about my love of football and um, uh, my passion for it. And I think any one of the chefs, uh, not to speak for anybody else, but we all feel really passionate about sports. And, and I know it comes across with all the work we do. So please check us out at www.sportcitychefs.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Sport City Chefs. I have said enough for a lifetime, and for the last time, I wish you all a very pleasant, good afternoon. Sport City, Sport City Chefs, Chefs. Sport City, Sport City Chefs, Chefs. Sport City, Sport City Chefs, Chefs. Sport City, Sport City Chefs. Kaboom! Sport City Chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the Sports City Chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Sports City, Sports City Chefs, Chefs. Sports City, Sports City Chefs, Chefs. Yeah. Cat 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.